Welcome to Mystery with a History. This is a podcast that looks at the who, what, when, where, and tries to find the why in a mystery. I'm Anomaly. And I'm Katie. Welcome to episode six. We are ending up the month of November. Katie, are you in a food? I am not. No, we're off the food. Thanksgiving has come and gone. How was your holiday? It was wonderful, but I am sick of food and I might never eat again. (laughs) I understand. I hear where you're coming from. I feel the same. Until Christmas. Yes. And then it's game on all over again. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. All right. Well, you know, guys, since we are a new podcast, it would be great if you could like and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow along on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mystery with a History Pod. All right, Katie. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about today. Is that a good thing? It's a good thing. Okay, good. I like You need no prior knowledge for this story. Excellent. Well, I am excited to hear what you're going to talk about. Okay. Well, like you said, Thanksgiving's over. I'm tired of food, so I tried to find a topic that had nothing to do with food. Sounds good. Okay. So today I have a true mystery. (gasps) Oh, excellent. And because I'm a history nerd, it's also an old mystery. I want to add that I went on too deep of a dive with this story. And I ended up in some crazy places on the internet. And I also ended up with a bit of a record scratch finding toward the end of my research. But I'll come back to that at the end of the story. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Okay. So Anomaly, today we are taking a trip back to the year 1900. It's December 26th, Boxing Day. The weather has been terrible in the previous few days, and I would imagine that the North Atlantic was rough, steely gray, and unimaginably cold. Indeed. If you have mittens, now would be a good time to put them All on. Right, here I go. I'm putting them on. Put on your fuzzy mittens. We are on a boat called the Hesperus off the northwest coast of Scotland, sailing towards the rocky islets that make up the Flannan Islands. I know you love Scotland. I do love Scotland. It has a special place in your heart. Yes. Specifically, we are heading to the islet of Eileen Moore. Hmm. Interesting. A little backstory on Eileen Moore. Okay. First, it's small. And since I can't show our listeners a picture, I'm going to let you paint a picture for them. Me? Yeah. I put a picture up on the drive. Okay. If you want to pull it up, you can describe to the listeners what you see. It's... Pretty small, um, pretty barren. Mm-hmm. It's uh, green and rocky. Right. And there is what looks to be a single lighthouse perched right in the middle. And that's pretty much it. Uh, it's a tall rock that just juts right out of the ocean. Now, when I picture islands, I always picture like on Survivor mm-hmm. with the beach around the whole thing. Yeah. But this island's not like that. It has rocky cliffs that are very sheer and very high. Yes. So it's a pretty treacherous looking place. Yeah. The only current structure on the island is the Flannan Island Lighthouse. A chapel was built in the 7th century by St. Flannan, an Irish leader of the Celtic Church. St. Flannan and his followers worshipped there despite the strange feeling of the place. They spoke of fairies living on the island. Hmm. 
Now, when I think of fairies, and I know that you probably have the same picture, I think of Tinkerbell and Disney fairies. Yes, of course. Of course. And even though Tinkerbell was mischievous in her own way, but didn't she try to kill Wendy? She did, absolutely. Yeah. She was mostly small and cute and, you know, pretty helpful. St. Flannan and his followers were Irish, so their idea of fairies was created out of Irish folklore. Their fairies were more like supernatural beings that could be good, but could also be bad. They often brought misery and misfortune on the humans they encountered. Needless to say, if Eileen Moore is inhabited by cranky fairies, then it makes sense that the congregation fled. They left behind flocks of sheep, and those were the island's only residents for many years. Sheep herders referred to the island as the other country because it felt so otherworldly. But in December of 1900, there were three residents on the island, and those men are the center of our story today. They were James Duckett, Thomas Marshall, and William MacArthur. Okay, back to our story on Boxing Day. A few days earlier, on December 15th, a large steamer called the Arctur reported that a beacon from the Flannan Island Lighthouse was unlit. The Hesperus was dispatched to investigate and was captained by James Harvey to deliver a relief lighthouse worker just to check out what was going on. I imagine it was one of those frustrating you-have-one-job-to-do moments if the situation wasn't so unexpected and probably a little frightening. I'm sure that Captain Harvey was anticipating three lighthouse workers that had a lot of explaining to do. He probably wasn't expecting what he actually found. Ooh. Spooky. I would think that if you'd been alone on an island with only two other people for two lonely weeks, that the sight of a relief ship would be caused to come out and greet the crew. That's what Captain Harvey thought as well. But when he signaled that he had arrived, no one came out to greet the ship. It was silent. Harvey quickly sent the relief keeper, Joseph Moore, to check on the men. History.co.uk says, quote, There was no response. Disembarking from the Hesperus, relief lighthouse keeper Joseph Moore set off up the 160 steep steps to the lighthouse. Three giant black birds perched on the cliff above him cast their beady eyes on his progress. Reaching the lighthouse compound and entering the living quarters, Moore noticed that the clock on the kitchen wall had stopped, the table was set for a meal that had never been eaten, and a chair had been toppled over. A canary in a cage was the only sign of life. End quote. Wow. Right? Super spooky. How spooky would that be? <laughs> you go expecting to see three of your friends, and there's no one there. Nothing there. And they have no way to get off the island. Oh, that's right. I mean... The no, relief ship is go. their only way off. I want to add accounts indicated that the door to the lighthouse and the gate were also securely closed when he arrived. Moore returned to the ship and reported that there were no signs of the men. More sailors were sent to join Moore and a search began. They found one set of oilskins, or like waterproof fisherman mm -hmm. coats, that was left behind, suggesting that two of the men went out dressed for the cold, harsh weather, but something made the third man leave so suddenly that he left without his protective clothing. The lighthouse's beacon had been prepared for that last evening, but was never lit. Okay, so, so far we have a meal that was prepared that was never eaten, a light that was filled with oil but never lit, one raincoat left behind, a knocked-over chair, a closed door and gate, and three missing men. 
Harvey needed to return to report his findings and left a probably very creeped out Moore and crew behind to tend to the job of lighthouse keeping. Later in January, Robert Muirhead, superintendent of the lighthouse board, was sent to the island to do a more complete investigation. He found that there was significant damage to the western landing, probably from a severe storm that had blown over the islands. He also knew these three men very well and was able to ascertain that the man whose coat was left behind belonged to William MacArthur. He concluded that they saw the bad weather approaching, and two of the men went out to check the riggings and gear and were swept away by a rogue wave called a roller. Even though it was strictly against the rules to leave the lighthouse unattended even for a minute, MacArthur probably went to assist and was swept away as well. No bodies were ever found. Now we have reached the point in All Good Mysteries where we get to speculate wildly. (laughs) What happened to these three men? There's a ton of theories, including, of course, aliens, but here are the ones that I saw repeated the most often. All right. Are you ready for this anomaly? I am. We're going to solve this mystery today. Theory number one, large creatures. People weren't thrilled with the storm story. A simple storm? These were experienced mariners. They knew the dangers, and they knew the ocean around the island well. I mean, these three men had been doing this job for quite a while. Maybe it's because of the supernatural heebie-jeebies that the island gives off, but theories about large creatures soon made the rounds. The island since the 7th century, back in St. Flannan's Day, has had legends of mythical creatures. Some folks believe that a supersized bird or a giant sea creature was to blame for the three men's fates. Large birds seem to show up in the lore of the island from the early Celts to fellow lighthouse keepers who claim to have spotted these giant flying creatures. Now, we have things like drones and Google Earth now, and I'm looking at this aerial shot, and I can see the entire island. Yeah. I do not see any large birds. Right. Or even a place where they could hide. No nests. No. No roosts. No. Nothing. So I'm going to mark that off my list. Okay. Okay. Theory two, a ghost ship. In keeping with the supernatural theme, some locals believed that the three men were killed by the crew of a ghost ship called the Phantom of the Second Hunters. Legends are that a lighthouse keeper failed their ship, so the deceased crew returns to seek revenge on lighthouse keepers. It was believed that the three men were murdered in an act of ghostly revenge. What do you Hmm. think about that one? I'm a bit of a naysayer on ghost ships. Yeah? Yeah. I don't, th- I don't believe in them. You don't believe in ghost ships? Mm-hmm. What about haunted ships? Actual mm-hmm. ships, but that are haunted. haunted. Yes, absolutely, okay. 100%. So, theory three. Some came up with the idea that the men ran to escape their debts. The men arranged for a boat to come and pick them up from the island. They could have a long head start before anyone noticed they were gone and escape their debts and start again with new identities. I guess they would just leave their families behind and sail across the ocean. Hmm. What do you think about that one? Well, did they look into if they had debts or not? There was no record that any of the three men had debts. Two of the men had families. Okay. And seemed to be dedicated, you know, long-term lighthouse employees. I mean, how do you arrange for a boat in 1900? I mean, you don't email somebody. Right. There's no texting. (laughs) And... I mean, if you hired a boat to come pick you up, it would have to be a person who knew the waters well because there's two landing points on this oh. island. There's a, an eastern one and a mm-hmm. western one. And I would think you would have to know the weather yeah. and the currents 
and exactly how to make a landing I mean, to pick people up. pretty treacherous. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it'd be no. an easy thing to do. Theory four, foreign spies. <laughs> what? I couldn't find anything more on this idea, except that it is included along with other explanations. Did a foreign government kidnap the lighthouse keepers? Was it foreign spies? Had the men seen too much? It seems like a pretty weak theory, but then again, so do giant birds. Yes, that's true. I mean, it seems a little like... It's a little far-fetched. It's a little far-fetched. But it could. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Maybe the men are still living out their lives somewhere. That's right. Witness protection. Witness protection. Escaping their debts. Flying on giant birds. We don't know. All right. Anomaly theory five is murder. <gasps> dun, yes. Dun, dun. William MacArthur, you'll remember, was the one whose coat was left behind. Now, it's been known that MacArthur had a bit of a temper. He was supposedly a little hot-headed, quick to anger, and he didn't mind settling a score with a fist fight. Some speculated that perhaps he and the other two men got in an argument about something and fought near the western landing when the men were washed away by an unseen roller. Another version is that MacArthur allegedly murdered the two men in a fit of rage, threw them into the sea, and then cast himself into the sea as well. Hence the reason his coat was left behind and a chair was thrown over. This doesn't explain why the door and the gate were securely closed. I don't love this theory because it seems unfair to accuse a person of a crime and sully their memory when there's really no evidence a crime ever even happened. That's true. Yeah. All right, Anomaly. The last theory. Oh, my goodness. The log book. Remember at the beginning, I had a record scratch moment in my research? Yes. This is it. And it isn't so much a theory, but more of a hitch in my story. The lighthouse keepers kept a log book that basically laid out and recorded the duties of the men. There was a slate where they would jot down daily recordings, and then those would be transcribed into an official log book at the end of the day. It was basically just a boring record of weather, temperature, list of duties completed, and what times they did it. Things like that. I read through the official report of Robert Muirhead and found no mention of this official log. But nevertheless, a log book keeps appearing in theories about Flannan Island, specifically a set of entries from December 12th through December 15th. In the first of these entries, Marshall records a great storm. He records that Duckett was quiet, and MacArthur, you remember, the one who allegedly enjoyed a good fight, was crying with fear. The next entry has the men all praying through this terrible storm, and the last entry on the 15th states that the men all felt relief that the storm had passed. Now, aside from the reports being out of character with the people that we know, it's also very different from the mundane log entries that were made earlier. If the log book was true, then that disproves the theory of the storm and Muirhead's report. So these last few entries, they were written almost more like a journal mm-hmm. than, you know, just an official recording of duties. Yeah. Why would the men be washed away if the storm had already passed? And who would be left to make the last entry in the log? That is if the log book entries are real. A historian, Mike Dash, who studied the disappearance, found that the entries were more than likely faked to be part of a sensational story from an old pulp fiction magazine. He also found that the chair being tipped over and the final meal set on the table was counter to the official reports, and those were likely details added later in a poem written about the event. 
So Anomaly, it seems that this is a mystery that has been added to and has evolved over time. A legend that has everything from the supernatural to a gritty true crime drama. Occam's razor more than likely applies to this story, that the simple explanation is the correct explanation. Three men with an incredibly difficult job perished in the line of duty during a winter storm on the North Atlantic. You can visit Eileen Moore and see the lighthouse, and you can also go see the stone remains of St. Flannan's Chapel. Uh, The lighthouse was automated in 1971, and no one has ever lived there since, thus ending my dream of lighthouse keeping. I want to end with this quote from the Northern Lighthouse Board, because I think that with these unsolved stories, it's intriguing to talk about the what-ifs, but it's a bit ghoulish not to remember the human loss behind the mystery. True. Quote, Despite the intrigue and dramatized speculation of what may have happened, we have to remember three keepers lost their lives, and the families of these three men to this day do not know their fate. The loss of the three keepers from the Flannan Isles Lighthouse in 1900 is a significant and very sad part of our history. We pay tribute to these keepers who served the Northern Lighthouse Board so well over the years. End quote. And that, dear listeners, is the story of the Flannan Island mystery. Uh, that's a great story. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it just shows you what a lonely, miserable existence being a lighthouse keeper is. It's my dream job. (laughs) Yeah, but in reality... I mean, in reality, it would be terrifying, and I would probably be scared to ever do it. But in my my mind... fantasy, yeah. My husband knows this well, because I speak (laughs) of it often. In my fantasies, I am a lighthouse keeper. Mm -hmm. Probably like in Maine. Right. You know? And I have all of my L.L. Bean sweaters. And I have my mug of coffee. Yes. And I have a stack of books that I want to get through. Of course. That's the real That's the real motivation. (laughs) And I just sit there and look at the ocean all day long Mm -hmm. while doing my duty. That's right. It does sound like a peaceful existence when you put it that way. Um, That reminds me of, the story reminds me of that movie, The Lighthouse. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. With William Defoe and Robert Pattinson Mm -hmm. about... um, a lighthouse keeper and the new one comes on and he's getting trained and they both like descend into madness. You will have to check. I want to watch it. Yeah. It's very good. It's in black and white. It's very gritty and nice. Lots of storms. There Um, is a movie about this specific story. I think it's 2019 Mm -hmm. and it's called the vanishing. Okay. Apparently you can watch it for free on Tubi, which I love Tubi. Um, I didn't have a chance to, I wanted to watch it last night before bed, but I didn't have a chance to watch it, but yeah. it's on my list for this weekend. All right. I'm going to put it on my list too. Um, and I will tell you those in the North Atlantic, you have to watch out for rogue waves. Yeah. It's a huge concern. In Iceland, people die every year. There's a huge tourist area on a beach and people are warned. There's huge signs everywhere to watch out for rogue waves, but they go too close and then a wave comes out of nowhere and just takes them out into the sea. Wow. And they they die. That's not... It's, yeah, that's yeah. that's terrifying. You don't want to mess around with the North Atlantic Ocean. I do friends. not. <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. That was a really interesting story. All right, dear listeners, that is it for our story today. We really hope that you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. 
Again, if you liked what you heard, then please consider subscribing. You can also check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where we'll share some images that go along with today's show. If you'd like to find some more information about our stories, be sure to check the sources in the show notes. All right. For today's episode, I used the following sources. An article from mentalfloss.com, 115-year-old mystery, Flannan Island Lighthouse Keepers Missing. An article from history.co.uk, the Flannan Isles Mystery, the three lighthouse keepers who vanished. An article from nlb.org.uk, history of the Flannan Isles. An article from historyhit.com, the Flannan Isle Mystery, when three lighthouse keepers vanished overnight. All right, an article from randomtimes.com, the mystery of the missing keepers at the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. Mysteriousuniverse.org, the great lighthouse mystery of Eileen Moore. Medium.com, three missing lighthouse keepers. Skeptoid.com, an episode numbered 4610. And a very long 34-page scholarly article from the 1998 edition of the journal Fortean Studies by Mike Dash that caused the record scratch in my story called The Vanishing Lighthouse Men of Eileen Moore. And, you know, if we ever make it to, like, episode 200 of this show, Mm -hmm. I think I might go back and rewrite this story, but do it from the Mike Dash perspective. The disproving of things rather than the kind of sensationalized urban legend that's Mm -hmm. been created over the years. So that's it for today. All right. That's it for us. And until next time, dear listeners, stay curious. Bye. Bye.